Marylise. Hi, Shelly. How's it going? It's going well, thank you. How's it going for you? Good. Big rainstorm here where I'm living, and it's just lovely summer rainstorms. I love it. <laughs> it's one thing I, I love about summer. August. I know. It's like summer summer thunderstorms, rain, and th- lightning, and it's so beautiful. There's something really beautiful about that, about them in the sky, the way the sky looks, and it smells so good. The summer rain smells so good. Yes, it does. It really does. Um, so, yeah, we're so glad to be back with you guys. Thank you for tuning in today. And, um, yeah, wherever you find yourself in the world, we hope and pray that you are enjoying some time for yourself just to explore different thoughts and ideas related to connection and how we create deep connection with others. And that's what we, those are some of the themes we talk about on our podcast, Twinning, as well as we talk about experiences of being identical twins. And we always put the caveat out there that we know our experience as identical twins is not everyone's experience as an identical twin. But I do think that there are often overlaps there. And it's been fun, actually. There's a lot of folks at my church who are twins. And I have said, I've mentioned our podcast to them. And They've been interested, and we'd love to even get some people onto onto the show, interviews with other identical twins, because, again, we know our experience is not the same as everyone else's, but I'm sure you'll find some overlapping themes there. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lizzie, for that that wonderful, succinct recap on the uh, about our, our podcast, Twinning. And um, we had the chance, actually, to have a, a conversation with another set of identical twins, Julie and Amy, who have um, a YouTube channel called The Mystic Sisters. They're also on Substack. And Lizzie, they actually, Julie, let me know that they went to Twinsville, Ohio. Oh, really? Um, oh, how yes. fun. Yeah, they said it was it was so surreal and just like a wonderful time. And it made them think of us, and which was so sweet. Oh. And they said like, it was just definitely like worth like, definitely worth going if you're an identical twin um and so I'm really happy they got to go because you know our our mom would talk to us about that when we were when we were younger just about like you know wanting to us to one day go to Twinsville Ohio and there's this big festival of twins that happens there every year I guess and so yeah it would be definitely be fun Lizzie to go one day oh yeah we should totally do it let's do it Shelly let's do it that would be great (laughs) I bet that would be, and like the, the pictures from their time there, it's just so cool to see, you know, all these like sets of twins all together. Like, it's just, it's just so cool. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah, I love it too. So I'm, yeah, I'm really happy. I hope to hear more for, about how it was for Amy and Julie. So I'll, I'll catch up with them and see, hear more about their stories. So maybe we can even have an episode where they talk to us about it. <laughs> I would love that. Yes, okay, definitely. Yeah, let's let's definitely. make a plan for that. <laughs> Yeah, so today we're just going to jump right into it. We're going to speak about an experience we had of improv dancing. We are both dancers. Our background is in more classical forms, but we do have some more contemporary forms like modern and hip-hop that we've enjoyed. And really, my favorite, some of my favorite um, mediums of dance were modern dance, lyrical, and hip-hop. Um, so it wasn't like breakdancing by any stretch of the imagination. It was is much more about... Uh, like sort of low, low bearing moves, um, feeling the rhythms of the move of the music, and uh, sort of connected to hip hop, um, but not not break dancing. Um, and I, I don't know, like, some, maybe a bit of might... maybe yeah. a bit of pop, maybe a bit of pop and lock, but nothing like nothing, you know, not crazy pop and lock because that's that, that's intense. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm sure we had a little bit of pop and lock in there. Yeah, I guess I wonder if people don't know what hip-hop is like, hip-hop dancing. Um, I'm sure that there's a formal definition or some, you know, people could 
describe the roots of, of where it originated from. But it's it's a really fun style of dance, and I just love letting loose and just enjoying music and um, yeah, feeling the rhythm of the music. I always feel that when I'm dancing, I can really feel the rhythm of the music a lot, and it it sort of propels you forward. And in this case, we were doing improv without music. Um, we had watched a play at the University of Virginia where we where we went to school, and afterwards it was just this empty. We were hanging out with two friends afterwards, and it was just this empty stage. And no one was left. I guess we had chatted with some of our friends who had been in the play and then they all left, you know, for their after party or who, who knows what, <laughs> just went home. Um, and we we lingered behind just having a really great conversation with two friends. And um, the, the stage was just, in, you know, calling out to us, I think it was summoning us. <laughs> and so we went out there and we did this whole performance um, and with for an audience of two. Yeah, it was such a memorable evening, all of it. So many, so many details just come rushing back to to my mind, Marilise, as you talk about it. And yeah, it was, it was. Um, I'm not sure. I don't know. We're, we're, I don't know what prompted us to get to get on stage. And <laughs> I think we, like you said, that just the stage was summoning us in the theater. And like there was this. I don't. I don't know if you remember. There was a prop of like a light bulb that was on a wheel, like around. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. It was like this. And so anyways, I remember that we just you were weren't you wearing like our yellow cords and I was wearing that skirt with like the layers, the kind of lilacs and greens. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. So yes. I remember more or less what we were wearing and yeah, I I I just remember like yeah, we just went up there after you know we were having like Marilise said a wonderful conversation with some and yeah, just I think there's something about an empty stage, especially after, you know, when nobody else is around and like it's after the performance. You know, so we 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 were familiar with being on stage, stage directions and stuff like that. And there's something about it that's just I, that's just is so compelling to want to get up there for sort of sort of see, go behind the curtains and kind of see what's what's behind the stage too and like what's Mm -hmm. on the side of the stage and what's like what does it feel like to stand on stage and look out you know look out on the on the audience well there you know our audience of two as you said right but like the 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 whole theater feel that the atmosphere and so yeah we we just sort of went let let ourselves up on stage (laughs) yeah that the curtain was open I believe it was already open I think or maybe you know there's like the yeah it was it was open space for us to move around you know and and yeah it was open yeah it was open yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and we just sort of like I don't know we Marilise and I just suddenly started like a dialogue in dance like a die it was like a dialogue in motion you know in movement Mm -hmm. and we were kind of like just having this improvisational sort of exchange of, of movement energy and conversation on stage um and I remember it very powerfully like, I remember just the, yeah, just, I mean, it was definitely, I, I, energy keeps coming to mind, like this dialogue of energy of motion between us, because there's something kind of like, I don't know if you, if you do dance, and if you ever do types of certain styles, like Marilis is talking about, sometimes you do have styles where you're kind of playing off of like the, the force, like almost the force pressure movement of one person, you know, on another or with another, you know, 
mm-hmm. and sort of like how that does that sort of translate into carrying the motion of say somebody sort of pushing gently your shoulder and then it you know you your shoulder falls back and you kind of maybe do a you know roll to the ground and back up or something like that you know there's like kind of this this movement exchange and it's it's quite neat and I definitely there was it was there was such a vibrant energy of that and and exchange going on between Marilise and I and we have that already in many other ways this kind of improvisational energy exchange right in our conversation our dialogues our imaginary world and so we also got to have this really neat experience of it to demonstrate to our to our friends um, with one another in dance yeah it was really beautiful um, just, I don't know if any, well, of course, you, I think people maybe know more improv through music, but improvisational dance and also improv with uh, acting or a comedy. Um, and with dance, it's, it's not as big, I don't feel, but it is still very much a movement and there are dancers who, um, exclusively do improv. We had, we would have tastes of it in our formal dance classes, but never like a class just dedicated entirely to improvisation um but yeah we we definitely were using a lot of that like michelle was saying the you know um feeding off one another like letting the energy connect to to having michelle's movement connect to me and then almost let it flow through me and inspire Mm -hmm. something new um and i think that our audience of two is really uh, I'm not to toot our own horns. It wasn't technically <laughs> maybe that good, um, but it was really more about the connection and the flow and the movement and that shared energy um, that I think they could really, that that was, I, I for them, they were sort of taken aback by it and moved by mm-hmm. it. Um, and I think for us, you know, we we grew up dancing and so it is another way of expression for us. And I think it's also another way for us to express our relationship um, you know, we've danced together for so many years. We we were dancing more in like groups of girls, um, occasionally a few guys in the class, but mainly it was, you know, groups of girls mostly synced up with a couple of, you know, highlight or spotlights uh, dance, dancing. Um, but yeah, we, we, in this case, we just had the free reign, of course, to do just whatever we wanted to do um, and express whatever we wanted to express. And I think in that time, we were really expressing a that connectedness between us, that in syncness, and um, and perhaps even some of the things that you know the forces that can pull apart, um, and how you sort of recoup from that, and you know to be become stronger from that and so yeah I think that that was very impactful for our audience of two I know it was impactful for me even just to dance that improvisational piece with Michelle because it was just again sort of another reminder a sweet reminder of how um how together how I don't know again in sync we are with one another and how uh, expressive we can I don't know we, we both have a lot of emotions we're emotional we're you know we're definitely emotional people um, on that scale of you know I mean we're all emotional people I don't I don't always like to use that phrase like oh I'm an emotional person well everyone has emotions right but you know some people don't express them as much or don't feel them as deeply and you don't feel emotions as deeply um, but we certainly do and we're empathetic empaths as well so you know just I don't know just getting a chance to um, enjoy and let go and it's sort of similar to when we're in our imaginary world together in a lot of ways so oh yeah that was that was so beautifully said Marilise and yeah I think it was yeah just so special to share that with you and I think like you're 
saying there's there's definitely something about improvisational dance actually maybe even more so without music that really puts the focus on just the raw energy and I don't mean to keep using that word but that that is really what it is and also this sort of um dialogue of emotion right like you're saying where it's like your fa- I guess what I mean to say is in an improvisational dance without music the music suddenly becomes the motion itself and the facial expressions right and this kind of like you're you're there's a kind of acting element to I, at least I remember that from this particular piece, Marilise, where there's kind of this expression of of the, like you're saying, the the connection, and then sometimes the disconnect to reconnect. And I think the dance to me made me think a lot about like that, that idea of the sometimes there are even misunderstandings in relationships, but then you you come together again in this way that is so so powerful and beautiful, and. If, if I'm remembering well the dance and what it, it contained, there was there were elements of that, right? Like this kind of the pushing away and the pulling together and the the that sort of the back and forth and the connectedness and sort of like showing how it was kind of funny that symbolically there was like this light bulb on the stage, you know, of this idea of like, mm-hmm. a connect, like a circuit being connected, you know, a connection being made for a light bulb to go off, you know, um, for light to emanate from, you know, a relationship even. And um, there was something that felt more like, I don't know how to put it, almost like the, 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 the ups and downs of like what you may feel more like in a type of romantic relationship or marriage or something like that. Um, and, and, and friendship too, like friendships can have their ups and downs and their, their trials and, and, and their highs and lows, right? Like, and their joys. And I think that dance definitely, we wanted to continue, we kind of just, just naturally and very organically ex- showed uh, a kind of a mixture of like this this storyline of almost like some these things that people go through in 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 close relationships and how that makes them it's like the beautiful thing about that is that you weather it right and it it's a part of the the process and it's part of the dance this continual dance that is the relationship itself you know whether it is romantic or friendship or familial or otherwise you know um so I don't know, I just wanted to bring up this element of the acting and like facial expressions being pretty important and sort of its own story almost, which I think is mm-hmm. oh, yeah. for me. And like, it's funny because I do, I feel like I do a bit more of like just solo improvisational dance for just the sake of just getting to dance still, because even though we're not part of a studio technically anymore, I still love dance. We still love, we've still both love dance. And so I'll just sneak it in here and there and I'm more used to doing just improvisational movement now, you know, but at the time, this particular improvisational piece that Marilise and I did together on stage was, it was probably one of my, it probably was maybe one of the first times of doing that very independently, right? Like not provoked by anything else or anyone or even a dance club or anything. It was just us doing it out of our own kind of compelled, compelling feeling to do so. And it was yeah, it was just very unique. And, and again, one of the, one of the first times of, of doing such a type of improvisational expression and the fact that I could do it with Marilise, who I'm so in sync with, um, it's, it's like, I guess what I mean to say is if you were to see it, you would have almost thought that maybe we had planned it or something. Cause I think there was right. really kind of a, almost like a storyline in what we did. And yet it was all on the spot expression and sort of this, again, this sort of movement, um, like a piece almost, if you will, right? But it was improvisational. Mm-hmm. And 
so I guess I mean to say it's funny how sometimes the things that are improvisational end up being so meaningful, even though there wasn't necessarily like our, our, our preparation for that or our quote unquote planning is just our relationship itself. Right. That led to this, this kind Mm -hmm. of, you know, impromptu, just bursting forth type of um, expression and, and peace itself. And it's kind of neat because the thing with improvisation is you can never technically, you can never like repeat it exactly the way it was, you know, it, it, Mm-hmm. And even I guess something choreographed is never exactly the same, but there is something quite, uh, I think there, like we, we talk about this world improv in general, but for much of our dance experience, it was always choreographed. It was always repeating, like basically just mirroring the, t- um, and that's all good and well. And like, there's something really fun and great and, and neat about that too. And you learn to work in teams, you learn to, to have to sort of like sync up with what somebody's telling you but this is this type of syncing in improvisation is totally different you know it's a deeper type of in sync it's a deeper type of synchronization because it almost feels like on a spiritual level almost like this I don't say spiritual but well maybe it's a spiritual level there's almost like this your your mind you're kind of able to have it be without being like written down on paper or it's not just one person deciding and then everyone gets in sync with that, what that one person decides. It does, it's this blend of two people making something together that shows their synchronization as people, you know, as like an in relation to each other. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it just, it was very, very cool. And like you said, I, I think the two friends of ours who were kind enough to witness this, I think they were, I mean, not again, not to, to brag about it or something, but they think they were quite captivated and, I think I remember even like one of the friends saying like, like I wish an agent had walked in or something like that. Like, <laughs> which is yeah. so sweet of them, like totally, totally sweet of them to say yeah. that. But... And not, not for technicality. I mean, not oh, for no, the, no. The, yeah, pro, you know, it was not necessarily very refined technically, um, but we've danced for many years. So it's not that it was terrible either. It's just that I think more so than anything, the story that was being created and the, as Michelle was saying, that there's this connecting and then like the pulling apart, but always being connected and finding ways to just draw back to one another. Um, yes, yes. And I think in that sense, it is, you know, spiritual and that in, in that, you know, there's um, like you, God is always desiring us and desiring for us to draw near to him. Right. To draw near to him, and um, right. when we do, he draws near to us. And so, you know, it's and like he, even when we, even when we are, um, you know, like even when we are not, uh, you know, we're just distract distracting ourselves or trying to uh, avoid his his presence, his guidance in our life. It doesn't mean that it's not there. Does that make sense? Like, oh, yeah. it's, it's just that we're not paying attention to it or desiring it perhaps because of our own selfishness or our own. Um, sometimes there are certainly wounds that, you know, we think we can deal with better ourselves or people right. tell us, you know, the world tells us that we can, they can, they can make it better, you know, but ultimately only God can. And I, I guess I was thinking about something that came up when you were talking, Shelly, about how, you know, we were, in the sort of shared mental space as well as we were creating the story, we didn't need to talk to each other about it. We didn't even plan, we never planned this, you know, it wasn't planned ahead of time, but we were in so in sync that we could carry the storyline out together. And it made me think about, I've been listening to some testimonies recently. I, I really love listening to people's testimonies. And one of the things that's come up in a couple of them, and quite a few of them actually, is that when people have had encounters with Jesus, it's like they say that 
God, Jesus knew what was in the person's head or that he, he spoke, but he didn't need to use words. Like it was just, they were communicating like almost just with their mind somehow. Yes. And uh, I found that very, very interesting. Cause you know, similarly, like with, you know, we and I as twins, we have moments like that of just many moments like that, where we don't have to say anything. We just know. And, you know, again, this is like these shared this, these encounters that people have with Jesus is that they, like there's no real verbal interaction that has to happen jesus knows exactly what's in that person's mind and they know exactly what jesus is communicating to them without him even moving his lips or verbally communicating um so are you saying like having mystical encounters like see like almost seeing are is that what you mean lizzie yeah like like visions or dreams <laughs> or you know sure, cool. <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, that makes sense. So, it, yeah, it just been, yeah. it just made me think of that because it's yeah. it's a very similar thing. Like, we are not talking with one another. But I suppose it's like, you know, with people who do like improv on stage, you know, in theater, you know, it, it's they have um, – people are not talking with one another, but they, they perhaps they've been in enough interactions. They've had enough interactions with one another that they may know where it's going, you know what I mean? And oh, yeah. Yeah, have enough well, enough of us overlap with their sense of humor and their sense of narr- narration that that's why their improv works well. You know, it's like you can't just get the same three people in a room, like you know, um, on stage, and it's like th- there's there's something to be said about the level of connectedness, the level of shared experience that two people have had, um, or even if it's not a shared shared experience, it's just the overlap in their humor in their again how they mm-hmm. um describe the world around them that leads to sort of successful improv you know in our case yeah. the what what made it such a um homogenous or um i don't know how to put what words to use but that homogenous comes to mind cohesive uh mm-hmm. hopefully impactful is because we have had so many shared experiences yeah. and then that we also observe the world the same ways, describe the world around us in the same ways, um, feel things in the same ways. Um, and so, yeah, it was a really beautiful opportunity just to enjoy that together through dance. And um, yeah, I hope for I hope for the, another opportunity. I know, Beanie. Absolutely. That would be so, so wonderful. And yeah, I agree. I, I agree with everything you just said. Yeah, homogenous, like, you know, in, you know, just synchronized and also coherent. I think there was something coherent in the storyline of the dance. Like I said, you know, I think there was it could almost feel like, oh, they had some acting acting out through motion and movement, dance and facial expressions, you know. But it was not. We had never made that story except we did together in that in the in that performance, in that expression, in that improvisation. So, yeah, I and you're right. Like, so two things came to mind. One, that's really cool about what you're sharing from people's testimonies and having encounters with Jesus makes me think of how Jesus often knew what the Pharisees were thinking or what people were thinking, not just the Pharisees and Sadducees, but people he may have healing experiences with where he knew what, what already, what they were thinking, like that they, you know, maybe didn't believe mm-hmm. that Jesus could heal. And he's like, well, you, why do you have little faith or just things like that? Now? Yes. Yeah, sometimes Jesus mm-hmm. would respond that way because of what somebody said, but there was something very important and very evident through the gospels and the new Testament writings where Jesus knows before the people say anything right he knows what they're mm-hmm. thinking he knows what they're thinking and particularly the the pharisees because often they were very judgmental of him and critical and you know of what he was 
And so, um, but they probably wouldn't say it because they also don't want to come across as being judgmental necessarily because the whole idea is that, not that this is true of every Pharisee, but there is there something that that is just let's just say Pharisee as a symbol for like being self is that you won't really want to show your your cards in terms of like your judgmentalism, but you'll still be judging in your heart, you know. Um, but he could read, he could tell, know their hearts, so Jesus knew what they were thinking, you know. Um, and I think that's really, I think that's why our type of twin relationship is so. There is something spiritual about it and divine, like something that is just hearkened so much to the divine connection, the divine communion of, you know, um, Father, Son, Holy Spirit um, in Jesus and the Holy Spirit and Father God, because um, they they share so much with each other in this communion of love, of love, that that's actually what ends up being obedience. You know, we have a very authoritarian sense of obedience, like almost blind obedience, which I think can be dangerous and also people get like I guess what I'm gonna say is obedience is good in this context of the communal love of the of the trinity right but obedience apart from that can be can be unfortunately abused and it can be misunderstood and also people because they've been hurt from it or they feel very restricted from it those restrictions are very healthy and important because they're types of boundaries but if it's obedience that doesn't come with the communal love it can become something that people just have an aversion to you know Mm -hmm. um so I don't want to go down a rabbit hole there because that that think of something I've been thinking a lot about lately, which is like, why is it that sometimes we have very, we have just, it's it's easy to just sort of dismiss Christian terms because people maybe have had their own, they're very steeped in certain connotations or experiences that people have had or hurts that people have had. But really these terms are very, very, you know, helpful and, and important if, and like they get, they get redeemed in like, understanding these terms through the communal love of the father son and holy spirit mm-hmm. um so but what i want to go back to is this idea of obedience obedience is not just this it blind you know you know blind uh, listening to authority right um it's it is there is authority there like if we're thinking about ob- obedience as relation relating to god but but actually the way that jesus talks about you know, I only do that, which I see the father doing, right? He says things like that. He says things like, I only do the will of my father. Mm -hmm. Actually, yes, the father is an authority to the son, but what's even probably more primary is their love. It's their communion with one another. It's the fact that they've shared so much with one another. It's a, it's a radical love that actually makes them so in sync that it ends up being that what Jesus does is exactly what God would, it's like, Oh yeah, the God would do that. Just like how you were saying with us, like, oh, that, that's funny. I, I thought this about something I observe of the world. Well, Marilise does too, because we've had so much, so many shared experiences, right? Like, yes, we're two different people, but we have so many shared experiences that we can do something that looks very in sync, almost to the place where either Marilise just planned it and I enacted it with her, or I just planned it and Lizzie enacted it for me or with me. You know what I mean? Saying it's like, but it wasn't that, it was mm-hmm. just one or the other. It was the symbiotic, you know, mutual creation of our dance. Um, so in some ways, yes, we're in sync to this unit. Uh, sorry, we're in sync to the communion of our really, of, of our, of our beings together, right? Where the, the in sync comes into um, what we're all kind of like, in a sense, like what, what ends up being the, um, the being able to, and what I'm talking about with obedience is just this idea of being able to not have to talk about something and yet, 
you're in sync, right? Not have to, to say, okay, well, now we need to do this, right? It's just, you just end up doing it naturally together. And mm-hmm. it's very coherent. It's very, you know, seamless and very, you know, uh, very harmonious. And there's just a flow there, right? So I know it's funny to maybe bring up the term obedience here, but I really wanted to kind of give it this beautiful, more full understanding in this idea of like listening, you know, listening to God is not something that though. Yes. I think it's important to acknowledge the, I mean, it's just the immeasurable glory authority that God does have. But I think that God, the real, the whole incredible mind blowing reality of Jesus is that he humbled himself enough to be a man to come as a baby, as a child. Right. And to connect to the people that, you know, human humanity that God has made. And there's something about this listening that is not like, you better listen to da, 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 da. You know, it's like, no, we listen because we're so in sync that of course we'll, we'll do what the father does because we're so, Mm -hmm. we're so in harmony that what, whatever I do is going to be an expression of the father and whatever the father does and is, is an expression of, of, of what human, what the human does or what Jesus does in particular. Now the human is separate if they are not, you know, basically taking on the uh, the spirit that Jesus has then left left humanity after his death and resurrection. But the but you get what I'm saying, right? So I think I think this is really important because it makes listening and obedience almost more of this idea of being synchronized, right? And the beauty right. that comes in the synchronization and the the organic flow and creation that comes out of that place of synchronization. So, anyways, cool and possibly important and helpful in thinking about obedience as synchronization in this beautiful creative act that again, Marilise and I were able to enjoy together and, and to do together in this improvisational dance um, opportunity on stage. <laughs> but I just think that that to me is pretty cool to think about it in maybe this new light and maybe somebody would, would contest, have, have disagreements or have things to contest about what I just said, but it's just what is just naturally coming to mind right now. Yeah, no, I really love that you brought that up, Shelley, because, you know, if you think of a normal choreography, it is all about obedience. I mean, if the teacher yes. is instructing you on a movement, you need to imitate the movement. That's the point. I mean, you're learning this choreography and you have to be in obedience to it. Otherwise, like, that's not, you know, <laughs> if, if you think about very famous choreographed pieces like Swan Lake and mm-hmm. um, the Nutcracker, I mean, that that's just the point, right? I mean, it's you, you're, you're not... You're not <laughs> doing the right thing you won't you know the fire <laughs> I don't know but in this case you know I'm not in obedience to you when I wasn't in obedience to you on stage there yeah. but we but I was in a sense in obedience to you because I'm I'm like basically submitting to what I'm sensing in you I'm submitting and allowing myself to read that and take it and move with it and let it flow through me and then introduce something maybe mm-hmm. new or similar um, into the into the into the narrative of our dance, of our improvis- improvisational dance. Um, so it's and, I, and I'm doing that and I'm doing that for you. So it's like it's right. this very yeah. mutual submitting right. to each other in order to, but more so for the fact of like you you relinquish yourself to be able to be moved by the other person that to do your own expressive movement that then reaches back and moves the other person you know yeah no definitely definitely I mean it's 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 just because you know when you that's yeah it's a beautiful sort of symbiotic relationship you know that that um 
it, it, that symbiotic relationship is it's, it's also the enjoyment of each other like and that's what I think that this mm -hmm. the, I love how you unpack that I feel like we could talk about it even more um, you know unpacking this idea that that yes of course Jesus was in in submission to his authority who is God but he was it was it's sort of like more more beautiful even than that because and perhaps we say that because of our you know the modern world we live in there's a lot of um I don't know, push back against submission and obedience. Thing. Right, right. Uh, that's the, the, the time we live in, the generation that we live in, the culture that we live in. And so, you know, like, just to say that, um, it's, it, I, I don't, you know, maybe someone in another century or walk of life would have said, oh, no, obedience is actually very liberating and important. And I don't have anything negative, to that, any negative feelings towards submission and obedience. Um, but that's not, that's not the century, the culture, the generation, the time that we live in. Um, and, but I, I really love that you could unpack it that way, Shelley, you know, and looking at Jesus' relationship with the Father and that dyna his dynamic, the, the dynamic there was really a love relationship and in syncness, a dance, you know, doing this work together. And there's, as you said, like with our dance, with our, the work of that expression, it wasn't that there's any, I mean, yes, in a way I'm obedient. I'm sort of following your lead and I'm taking, yeah. I'm letting it flow through me and letting it, um, you know, I'm not just off there doing my own beat or my own sort of sequence because that wouldn't that wouldn't honor that wouldn't honor you that wouldn't honor our us that wouldn't honor right. the narrative right. Um, right of the of the, the connectedness that we share and that we want to express and I feel like that's again the, what the narrative really was all about was about that being able to be enjoy that connection with one another and the how we draw near to one another even when things not pull us apart, but when there can be things in life that attempt to separate, you know, we, we draw back to one another because yes. that is, that is our essence as twins. We are, you know, we were <laughs> yes. one, one, one person and now yet, you know, now we're, we're not one person, but we are, you know, sim very similar in many, many ways to the point where, um, you know, we, we, we enjoy, we always will enjoy that, that shared experience and also shared uh, again, shared the way that we observe the world, the way we perceive things, the way we feel things. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, I would really love to get into that actually further, perhaps in our, you know, part two of this conversation. It's yeah. been really great, Shelly. Thank you yeah. so much for all the insights oh. and thoughts. Just, I oh, feel yeah. like we could go on for a lot longer talking I about know. this. Oh, I agree. I agree totally. And I, I love everything you just said. And yeah, I mean, we, we love each other so much. And it's it's, I think it's really beautiful to, share in this the, the love relationship Marilise and I have and how love is so creative you know it has so many beautiful fruits and expressions of that love and so this was a really cool opportunity to 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 share in one of those expressions of love with one another in this dance and I just want to say one thing really quick yeah it's it's interesting because it's like it's both it's 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 also it's both it's both Jesus is submitting to to God his father but he's also not submitting to the authorities of those around him in in many ways you know not that he was Jesus was probably one of the most I mean he was the most well versed in actually Judaic law and understandings you know he would go even at a young young age and go talk with the rabbis remember it's like his family's like where is Jesus and he's like he's there talking to us yeah so it's like, he, it's not that there was no respect or understanding of the place of the authority of 
the law in Judaic law, but it's like, I think that's what what's so beautiful about the true love relationship in this kind of divine trinity of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is this, this, this understanding of submitting and not submitting or something like that. You know, it's like for us in our dance, we, we do both submit to one another, but we also lead one another. So it's like the lead follow dynamic that's in partner dancing. It's different because it's actually even more full and dynamic because we're both being the leaders and the followers you know does that make sense mm-hmm. there's like there's yes. we are both submitting and we're both leading i'm trying to think of a quick right. like what's the opposite of submit but i can't but we'll go with lead that works i guess <laughs> so there's a leading and following that that is isn't a dialectic or this kind of conversation that leads to a really beautiful full creative expression of of you know, and really connection is like probably one of the, the themes that like, I think that would be the primary theme of that, that dance piece we had was connection. Um, you know, how do we connect? How do we draw back to connection, which ultimately is such so illuminating, right? And brings such light into our lives. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. And I just wanted to talk about the, that bothness there. And that place of the bothness where you're both in this dance of us both being leaders and both being followers to each other, that ends up being such a, such a ripe and full experience of what love really is. And it's in this communal understanding of it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Thank you, Shelly. Thank you so much for your time today, Shelly. And thank you for all of our listeners. It's really been very enjoyable. Hopefully we'll do a part two. And I think think we should definitely do that. And, you know, if we could have our two friends, maybe we'll interview them about this experience. I'm not sure. I think they'll remember it. Um, dance performance that we did I know. years back. We'll have to one day do a lot, like do an, a recreation of this, Marilee, so we can video it and have have a have a little link to a YouTube video somewhere where we were doing it, doing this, doing a type of improv dance again together. Oh, it would be great. It would be great. Yeah, I hope that the word communal makes sense there. I was just kind of talking about this communal love that then prompts the listening and the the listening without even having to hear words. Right. This almost like mind reading right that occurs in this symbiotic creation but yeah I I think that I think you I mean you understand what I'm saying so yeah oh yeah I definitely do I definitely do oh well yep that's 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 what it's all about you know oh sorry what's that Lizzie no, it's just, it's, that's, I mean, you know, for our listeners, that's really, it, it you know, even when, when Michelle makes a point, there are sometimes I need clarification, but normally I'm, I'm, I'm tracking with her because, you know, we're, we're identical twins, so I get it. I totally get it. It wasn't, I, I was not confused at all when you were sharing about um, using that term and, uh, and unpacking it a little bit, but yeah, we're, we're looking forward to part two next week, and uh, we thank you guys for tuning in today, and as always, uh, welcome your feedback. And yeah, just have a beautiful morning, afternoon, evening, night, whatever, whatever time of day you're listening. We appreciate you. Yes. Thank you so much, guys. And thank you, Marilise, for your time. Absolutely. Love you, Shelly. Love you, Marilise.